Praise the Lord. Seems like y'all folks are happy to be here. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Let's start with that. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Thank you for being here this morning. If you're a guest here at Grace, thank you for being here. We, we have great expectations for what God can do in your life. There's only a few announcements this morning. We have the Move the Mission sale in the lobby after the service today. Uh, I went and reconned the area, and it all looks delicious. So please take advantage of that after service. Sunday, August 27th, is the Move the Mission's offering deadline. And Sunday, August 3rd, we will have our child dedication service. If you have a child to be dedicated, please contact the church office to get them on schedule. Do we love the Lord this morning? I ask that almost every time I'm up here. Do you love the Lord this morning? There is a great way you can articulate that. It's if you stand to your feet and let God hear that with our praise singers this morning. Let's love the Lord this morning.
about me. My decrees, you will
I'm going to tell you what, I, what I'm feeling, what it feels like. It feels like there is a longing, a yearning. I'm just feeling that right now, that, that somebody, lots of, lots of us, are just longing for more of God, longing to be in His presence like never before. We, we're here today because we need a touch from God. We need a manifestation of His presence. If that is you today, one more time, I'm just going to ask you with everything that is within you, with all of your being, my soul cries out to Jesus right now. He's here. He's here to work. He's here to move. Would you just cry out to him right now? God, I long for more of you. God, I yearn for more of you. I'm going to ask you to keep this great spirit of faith, this great spirit of prayer, this, this yearning on the inside. God's taking us somewhere in this service, and we're, we're going to get there. We're going to get there through the preached word of God, and he's going to manifest himself today. Thank you, Grace Church, for showing up big with praise today and with worship today. God heard your praise. He knows your need, and he is going to work before this service is over. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. As we turn to the Word of God today, Psalm chapter 149, I do want to say as you turn there, thank you, thank you, thank you to Grace Church and all of the team that helped on Friday night. We had a joint uh, children's rally section two in the A Center, youth rally section two here in the sanctuary simultaneously. It took a lot of work, a lot of staff. Uh, a lot of a lot of people in the right places doing the right things at the right time, and God moved marvelously. We had well over 300 on campus, maybe maybe as many as 350 or more on campus Friday night. It was awesome. Young people, did you have an awesome time Friday night? Thank you, Grace Church. Let's let our team know how much we appreciate them. And then Brother Ben mentioned it, but let me just say thank you to all of those that have given and supported and worked. And, and done all the things for Move the Mission this summer. We had a great time yesterday at the Walkathon. I found out later, according to my weather app, it was the third hottest day on record, and we still went out and walked for Jesus. Amen. We moved the mission in the Louisiana heat wave. Hallelujah. And, uh, and so all of the money, uh, next Sunday is the deadline for this season of Move the Mission. So if you've pledged, if you've th thought about giving, if you were waiting, Time is running out, so we need you to give uh, your pledges this week, and um, we need you to, uh, to have all that done by next Sunday. So uh, thank you uh, so much for your support on that. All right, let's go to chapter uh, Psalm chapter 149. I'm going to read the whole chapter, nine verses, and then I want to highlight verse 6. If you're going to help me preach today, say amen. Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song, and His praise in the congregation of saints. Let Israel rejoice in Him that made Him. Let the children of Zion be joyful 
in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and harp. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory, and let them sing aloud upon their beds. Verse 6. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. What will we do with high praises and a two-edged sword? To execute vengeance upon the heathen, punishments upon the people, bind kings with chains, nobles with fetters of iron, to execute upon them the judgment written, This honor has all the saints. Say that last part with me. Praise ye the Lord. If you didn't come to praise today, you're in trouble because we're going to praise the Lord today. Amen. I want to talk to you for a little while this morning from this subject, battle plan praise. Battle plan praise. God bless you. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Now, we believe in obeying God's scriptural command to praise. In fact, a significant part of the reason we are here today is to praise God together in community. That's what we've been doing. That's what we've done for the last few minutes as a community of believers praising God. There's lots of biblical reasons. There's lots of personal reasons why we praise God. Not the least of which is that he is worthy of praise. Paul said in 1 Timothy, Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever. Amen. Our God is the only true and living God, and he is worthy of our praise. Y'all going to make me climb this mountain alone this morning. (laughs) You know, I I, I couldn't help but think about it. While we, when we started this morning, and and we had, it was awesome. We had an awesome move of God. But let me just talk a minute here, Brother Ben. We sang about, it said, our God, uh, with, with him, blind eyes are open. And strongholds are broken. And if I'm being honest, I mean, I'm preaching, so I got to be honest. If I'm being honest, this was us. Like like pastor does sometimes when he's telling you about how your worship is. This is us. Blind eyes are open. Strongholds are broken. Did anybody see the clip on social media? Brother Billy showed me Wednesday night. In Michigan, at Apostolic Church, a blind man was baptized in Jesus' name. When he came up out of the water, he could see. He was not checking his watch. He was not stifling a yawn. And he wasn't trying to figure out what was for lunch. He knew what God could do. 
He knew that we serve the only King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God who can work wonders and work miracles. Oh, I've come with a praise in my step today. I've come with a song in my heart today. I'm not going through the motions today. I'm not punching the clock today so I can go home and say I was in church. But I have come to praise the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. He's the one that's still healing blinded eyes. He's still the one that's saving lost souls. His blood still has the power to forgive us of our sins and save our soul. Does anybody know the name of Jesus today? Oh, I wish you would give him some praise in the house. Hallelujah. It's biblical, is my point, to give God praise because He's God. And we praise Him also for the things He's done for us. I kind of just talked about that. He's able to heal blind eyes. He's saved our soul. He's, he's touched our body. And our method, in our, our mode of worship and praise is scriptural. For instance, we clap our hands and we shout with a voice of triumph. Psalm 47, 1. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout with a voice of triumph. Oh, yeah. Somebody's getting it this morning. We lift our hands. Psalm 134, verse 2. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. We praise Him in the dance. Hello. Psalm 149 and 3. Let them praise His name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto Him with the timbrel and harp. And that brings me to the next one. We praise Him on musical instruments. We praise Him with the electric guitar, the acoustic guitar, the bass guitar, the drums, the cymbals, the piano, the keyboard. All of those things are just modern versions of the timbrel and the harp. Kneeling, standing, marching, uh, all of those things are postures of praise to a worthy God who has done marvelous things. But our text today, Psalm 149.6, gives us a very interesting and specific aspect of praise when it says the writer says high praises of God in our mouth high praises of God and a two-edged sword in our hand now another sermon for another time the two-edged sword I believe is the word of God Bible says uh, uh, taking the sword of the spirit which is the word of God we'll preach about that another time but the high praise what is high praise? It's interesting to note that this is the only time in Scripture that, the high, that this word is used, high praise. It's the only time the Hebrew term is used that we translate high praise. It occurs nowhere else in Scripture. And it, it could be translated as, as to get up or lift up, to rise um, and, and it's translated as exaltation or praise. So it, it's lifting praise. It's, it's raising up of praise. It's, it's praise that ascends and praise that lifts high. And I was thinking about it, uh, meditating on that verse, meditating on high praise. And I thought about the verse in Psalm 68 that says, Let God arise 
Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. How can God arise so that enemies can be scattered? Only by our praise. It's praise that lifts God up, that, uh, that magnifies him so that he can arise and take dominion over every enemy and provide victory in our life. That is high praise. Praise that lifts, praise that ascends. But I want you to also note, he says, the high praises of God are to be in our mouth. High praise is not meditation. Though there is a place for meditation, thy word have I, will I meditate on, the scripture says. But that's not high praise. High praise is not hands folded, eyes closed, and just barely moving our lips. Though I guess there's times for that. High praise is not praying in your mind. Though maybe, maybe there could be a place for that. That is not high praise. For God to be lifted up. For God to arise and his enemies to be scattered. There has to be a praise that, that comes out of our mouth that expresses the innermost feeling within us. It begins as a feeling of praise in our heart. It begins to rise up within us. And when it comes out as praise, it is high praise. And all of a sudden, I have to tap my feet. I have to jump a little bit. I have to run a little bit. I have to shout a little bit. There's just something about high praise coming out of my mouth thanking my God and praising my God for his goodness and for what he's done in my life. Oh, when I think about the Lord and how he saved me, how he raised me, how he lifted me up and turned me around, it makes me want to shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory. Lord, you're worthy of all of the glory and all of the praise. That's high praise. It has to come out of your mouth. We talk to the young people all the time in prayer to lift your voice. The vocal cords have to make noise for it to be praise, for it to be prayer. It activates the word of God in our life. Let me, let me continue. So of all the words, there's all kinds of words in the Bible, Hebrew words that are translated praise. There's many. There's different words, different terms for praise. But the one that I think expresses high praise the best is the term halal. Look at your neighbor and say, I just learned a Hebrew word today, halal. We say all the time, hallelujah, right? I think we say it so much sometimes we don't even know what it means. We say, but what hallelujah is, it's halal, lu. Yah. Halal just means praise. So, and Yah is a Hebrew term, Yahweh, short for Yahweh, for God. So, hallelujah is praise to God. Tell your neighbor, hallelujah. So, that's, that's halal. Praise to you, Yahweh. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's what you're saying when you say Hallelujah. Halal is a, is a word for praise, as I mentioned, and specifically it means this. It means to make a show, to boast, to celebrate. Essentially, halal means vigorous and uproarious praise. 
This is what I like right here about halal. This I did not know. Maybe you did. But if you did, you didn't tell me. So I'm telling you. The word halal has some other meanings. I'm going to preach about it sometime. Do you know halal actually can also mean to give in marriage? To give in marriage. So when we worship, we're telling the world that we're married to Jesus. Amen. We're the bride of Christ. That's a good sermon right there. But what I want you to know is this. Halal can also be translated as to be mad. As in loco, not angry. Mad, crazy, halal. All right? So when David was running from Saul, and he ran right into the Philistine army, which of course was the enemy, he was in trouble. And the only thing he could think of to do was act like he was crazy, so they would let him go. They were like, he thought, man, if they think I'm crazy, they don't want a madman around here, so they'll let me go. That word is halal. David, the Bible says, faked crazy. He faked halal so that they would let him go. So what that tells me is, is halal praise is crazy praise. Oh, yeah. Halal praise is crazy praise. Have you ever praised, in it, praised the Lord so much that somebody thought you were crazy? Have you ever given God high praise to the point that people thought you were out of your mind? But that's halal praise. That's what you're saying when you say hallelujah. I'm saying, God, I'm crazy about you. Praise God. But I want to I I illustrate halal like this. Crazy praise. I want to illustrate it like this. I've got to where I really don't even care all that much about sports anymore. And I'm going to tell you why. It's not because I'm so sanctimonious. It bothers me. And I feel convicted when the camera pans that crowd and they've got their face painted the team, their team, uh, color of their team. They got their hair dyed the color of their team. They got their team colors from head to toe. And they are screaming their voices out. They've got their hands up. They're bowing down. And they are going crazy for a sports team. I worked with someone whose son was drafted, no, not drafted, received a scholarship to the University of Michigan to play tight end several years ago. And he, start, he was a starter. He got lots of playing time, scored some touchdowns. And, uh, and my, the, so the boy, the young man went to, to Michigan. Now, they're, they're, evidently, they're just as crazy about football up there as we are down here. They call their stadium the big house. And I looked it up. Brother Kelton, did you know it is the biggest stadium, the largest stadium in North America, the University of Michigan football stadium? And Mike told me, that this boy's dad, he said, sitting in the stands watching his son play football, he said, Dave, it is a strange feeling when your son does something on a football field that makes 115,000 people go crazy. And I'm not standing in judgment of these people. I'm just saying I feel like they're standing in judgment of me. Because if they can go loco over a football team that can't do anything for them but offer about three hours of entertainment, why am I not crazy out of my mind for the God that set me free? He set my feet upon a rock. He made my footsteps firm. Oh, I serve a living God. 
I serve a powerful God, and I'm going to go crazy with my praise. Oh, somebody in the house, you ought to know right now, your God is worthy. He is worthy of halal praise. Somebody worship him right now. Oh, come on, somebody, take a couple of more minutes. Oh, we just ought to praise God right here. We just ought to praise God right here. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, it'd be all right if somebody wants to get out in the aisle and dance for Jesus for a moment. It'd be all right if somebody wants to run the aisle right now. Oh, it'd be all right to give God some crazy praise right now. Oh, come on. Oh, don't let it stop on these first five or six rows. All the way to the back. Why don't you stand at your feet and give God some praise right now? He's worthy of the highest praise. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Let me continue. I was going to talk to you a little bit about David said, I'll become more undignified than this. You think you've seen something, but I'm going to be undignified than this, but I'm going to keep going here. So Psalm 150, the praise song. Praise ye the Lord. It begins and ends with praise. Six, cha- uh, six verses long, Psalm 150 is. And praise is mentioned 13 times. So on average, more, a little over two times a verse. Every instance of praise in verse in, in chapter 150, every word praise in 150 is halal. It's no other Hebrew word. It's halal every time in Psalm 150. It is, in fact, it even starts with hallelujah because it starts by saying, Praise ye the Lord. That's hallelujah. Praise hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So it's on the screen. You're going to see it. But I want to read it to you like this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah in the sanctuary. Hallelujah in the firmament of his power. Hallelujah for the mighty acts. Hallelujah according to his excellent greatness. Hallelujah with the sound of the trumpet. Hallelujah with a psaltery and harp. Hallelujah with a timbrel and dance. Hallelujah with the string instruments and organs. Hallelujah upon the loud cymbals. Hallelujah upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, let's give him some praise today. That's crazy praise. That's exuberant praise. And if you're breathing oxygen today, you can give him that kind of praise. Oh, when I think of his goodness and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. I heard a song here a while back. You may be seated. Over the summer, I was driving, had a long trip. I was listening to praise and worship. And this song just said, as long as I'm alive, there's going to be praising. And as long as I'm alive, there's going to be dancing. And there's going to be shouting. The way I took that, what I think the songwriter meant was simply this, is that it doesn't matter 
what the rest of the world chooses to do. If everybody on the planet stopped worshiping God, if I'm breathing, there's going to be praise. Let everything that have breath, and I have breath, so there's going to be praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. So what does all this praise What can it do? What can it do? We know it lifts Jesus up. We know it takes us into his presence. But what what does it do? Well, I'm glad you asked because it is one of the greatest weapons of war that we have as children of God. It's not the only weapon, but it's one of the greatest weapon we have. High praise is often overlooked in terms of weaponry. Of spiritual warfare. Now, I'm not a military strategist. I can't talk military strategy with anybody. But I do like history. And I've read a good bit of history. and know a little bit about history. So I know a little bit about war. And about the major wars that our country has fought. And what I've ascertained, what I know, is that the battle plan changes depending on several factors. Depends on the kind of war you're fighting, where you're fighting, and what the objective is, and other things. There's all kinds of factors that go into uh, battle plans and war plans. So, for instance, the Civil War was one kind of war, right? As far as I can tell from history, they stood across the field from one another, and they shot black powder rifles and cannonballs at each other, until one side or the other fell dead or retreated. That doesn't seem very efficient to me, but I think that's what they did. They just stood there and shot those things. World War I was the first modern war. They dug trenches and used high-powered artillery to fight one another. World War II was something else. That was a global war, right? Air, land, and sea all over the globe. So that was a completely different battle plan. But most interesting to me, I think, because I can read about it from the comfort of my chair and not have to be out in it, the, the, uh, the Vietnam War. The Vietnam War was a very different kind of war. And God bless our Vietnam veterans, of which my dad was one. God bless you, Vietnam veterans. We love you. Thank you. Thank you, Vietnam veterans. You are not unhonored. We honor you. But it was different in Vietnam because they were fighting an enemy they could not see. The Viet Cong dug hundreds of miles of tunnels. They blended in with the jungle. They, they, they practiced guerrilla warfare where they would strike and then they would retreat into the darkness of the jungle. And, and so these, these fellas, the U.S. Army, was fighting an enemy they could not see. And we all know lots of controversy. A lot could be said about that. I'm not here to talk about any of that. I'm just stating the fact it was a difficult war because they could not see the enemy. We fight an unseen enemy. But we are not without a battle plan. We are not without a weapon of war. I'm here to tell you today, the battle plan is praise. All of that we just celebrated. All of that we just praised. All of that we just did. That is your battle plan to overcome the devil. I love how, if, we, if you noticed when we read Psalm 149, 
after we read about the high praises of God and the two-edged sword, did you notice the rest of the chapter? It said that we would execute vengeance. We would execute punishment. We would bind. We would put kings and nobles in chains and fetters of iron. That doesn't sound like a defensive posture to me. That sounds like an offensive weapon. It doesn't mean you should be offensive with your praise. It means that you should go on the offense with your praise. There's great power there. There's great anointing there. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And the Bible says in another place, we are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. We do that through our praise with the high praises of God in our mouth and a two-edged sword in our hands. It is the high praises that give you dominion over the enemy, that allow you to stake territory, that allow you to stake claim, that allows you to walk in victory. You don't need more faith today. You just need to exercise the battle plan. And the battle plan is praise. Oh, whatever you're facing in this place today, I'm telling you, praise will overcome the enemy. Whatever you brought into this house today, praise is your weapon of choice to win a great victory. Oh, the Bible says they'll come at you one way, but they'll flee a thousand ways. If one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. Oh, somebody needs to understand the power of praise today. Somebody needs to understand the power of praise coming out of your mouth today. Oh, lift up your hands today and worship the Lord. Consider, you may be seated. Consider the power that high praise coming out of your mouth has over the enemy. Israel was in battle with their arch enemy, the Philistines. And Israel had suffered great defeat that day at the hand of the Philistines. And they got back to camp and they got to thinking, something has gone horribly wrong. Something, something is, is off. We're not on our game today. We didn't do the battle plan. And somebody remembers that they don't have the Ark of the Covenant with them when they go out to battle. They're like, you know what, you're right. So they sent him, said, go get the Ark of the Covenant. And that guy, however many of them it was, went and got the Ark of the Covenant, brought it back into camp. And let's pick up the story in 1 Samuel chapter 4, verse 5. And when the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came into camp, all Israel shouted with a great shout so that the earth rang again. That's pretty good praise. The Ark of the Covenant represents the presence of God. And when the presence of God got in the camp, they praised so loud that the earth rang again. And when the enemy, the Philistines, heard the noise of the shout, they said, what does this mean, this great shout in the camp of the Hebrew? And they understood that the Ark, the presence of the Lord, was coming to the camp. Watch this. And the Philistines were afraid, for they said, God has come into the camp. And they said, Woe unto us, for there hath not been such a thing heretofore. 
I'm going to tell you something today, Grace Church. The enemy knows something about your praise that all too often we forget. He knows that praise is a weapon of war. And I'm going to go further and tell you, it scares him. The enemy is afraid of your praise. Hey, if God inhabits the praises of His people, that means when we praise, we're in His presence. And the enemy is afraid of the presence of God. That's why he's afraid of your praise. So here it is. You ready? I'm going to step on your toes a little bit. We come into church or the prayer room or the presence of God. And we just do a little mumbo-jumbo. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you. We mumble under our breath. A little lackluster praise. Or we say, I'd praise God if I wasn't under the weather. I'd praise God if it wasn't under these circumstances. I'd praise God, but I'm under attack. Don't you understand that your praise is what will take you out from under and let you walk over? The enemy does. The devil does. When are we going to realize it? When are we going to understand? It's not just praise. It's not just a routine. I'm not just checking a box. I'm not just going through a motion. I am engaged in war when I give the high praises of God. It's your greatest weapon. The enemy knows that. And I wish somebody in the house today would realize the power of your praise over the enemy. So no matter how you feel, no matter what it's like, be seated. Thank you. If you can just get a little praise going, if you can just open your mouth and make a sound of praise to God, the enemy knows that for what it is, a war cry, a war cry, and it's your victory cry. Friday night, I wasn't sure where I was going to tell this story, but this seems like a good place. Friday night, uh, the, the, pa- the preacher, the minister, got into this a little bit with praise. And he told Brother McGuire Denmark, he said, go run a victory lap. Brother McGuire is our Section 2 youth leader. And Pastor, I knew as soon as he said it, I was going to have to run with him. And I'm going to tell you why. Again, it's not because I'm spiritual or sanctimonious. It's the opposite. <laughs> um. Again, thank our team for Friday night. I was by no means the only one up here. We had a great team. But from 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock Friday night, I think that was the most stressful hour of my week. I already told you, we were hosting two rallies simultaneous. And it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And uh, lots going on. I was so glad when they started preaching. Because I felt like I could sit down and catch my breath for a minute. And I'm going to tell you, I didn't feel like doing anything but just sitting there. I sure didn't feel like running the aisles. And when he told McGuire to go, I knew. I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt. I'd already turned in my sermon notes to the media team. I couldn't change my sermon now. If I was going to get up and preach this, I had to run the aisle. 
Am I going to preach about praise when it hurts? Or am I going to do praise when it hurts? Am I going to run the aisle when I don't want to? Or am I going to preach about running the aisle when I don't want to? Oh, you don't have to feel like it. You don't have to have the energy. But you do have to do it. You do have to praise whether you feel like it or not. And if you will, God will execute vengeance upon the enemy that has come against you. Oh, I wish you would praise God whether you want to or not. I wish you would praise God whether you're ready for lunch or not. Oh, come on, somebody. Let's give God crazy praise. Let's give Him high praise. Hallelujah. 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 You may be seated. The enemy came out against Judah, and King Jehoshaphat was afraid. He was afraid. He didn't know what to do, and he thought he was no match for the enemy. Has anybody ever been there? Afraid, didn't know what to do, no match for the enemy. So he sought the Lord, and God spoke to the king and the congregation on behalf of the people through the prophet. And I love it. You heard it. You preached it every which way. Be not afraid or dismayed, God said through the prophet. The battle is not yours. It is the Lord's. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord this day. That was the word to Jehoshaphat as he's facing an insurmountable enemy. So the Bible says Jehoshaphat conferred with the congregation. And this was the battle plan, verse 21, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. When he consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that they should praise in the beauty of holiness as they went out, notice this, before the army. And they were to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever this is the battle plan folks imagine with me going out to face an enemy fully armed for combat on a search and destroy mission ready for war and Jehoshaphat says the praisers and the singers are going to go first and our army will come behind them And they praised the Lord. They sang. It almost sounds to me like a psalm. Maybe one like we read today in 149. That they praised the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And praised Him for His mercy and His grace. Notice what happened. Verse 22. When they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah. And they were smitten. Something happens when we praise. We strike fear in the heart of the enemy. And we activate the power of God to work. That's the battle plan. And so we have to understand when we come in here on Sunday. When you go to your prayer time. And you enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. It's not just something we do. 
I started out by telling you we do it because we're commanded. That's right. That's great. That's obedience. Wonderful. But that's not all of it. It's also a very powerful weapon of offense that looses God to work on our behalf and strikes fear in the devil. And this is the most amazing thing about battle plan praise. This is the most amazing thing about the battle. I took this from Matthew Henry's commentary. Let me tell you what he said, and then I'll, I'll unpack it for you, and I'm closing. The triumph over the enemy, the triumph, the victory, winning the battle over the enemy, is both the matter of our praise, that is giving God glory for the victory, and it is the reward for our praise. Those that do praise will receive victory. So what does that mean? I just call it the cycle of praise. Let me say it like this. Praise is our battle plan. So when we're facing the enemy, we give God praise. We give God glory because that's our weapon. When God comes and gives the victory and delivers us from the enemy, we give God praise because he has worked on our behalf. And the cycle starts again. Now we have victory over the next enemy because God is in our praise. And then he gives us victory over that. And we praise him again. And praise, the battle plan, just becomes a lifestyle. It just becomes a cycle of praise that God works, we praise. He works, we praise. And we walk in victory over the enemy. And that's exactly what Jehoshaphat and the congregation of Judah did that day. The Bible says they went back to Jerusalem after that battle, after the enemy was smitten, and they gave God great praise in, uh, in the city of Jerusalem. Amen. Musicians, come help me. I'm almost done. So this is the battle plan. In a few minutes, I'm going to give an altar call and give you a chance to exercise the battle plan today. But I want to show you something. I want to show you how this works. I already told you. I live, try my best to live what I preach. I ran the aisle Friday night when I didn't want to. So I'm not asking you to do anything that I wouldn't do. On Friday night of youth camp, senior high youth camp, that place and the altar service went crazy. In fact, the evangelist said, he said, I want you to make this entire tabernacle an altar of praise, an altar of worship. And I can testify, I can tell you, at least halfway back, because I walked back at one point, at least halfway back from the altar, they were praising God with all of their heart. They were kids lost in praise. They were gone in praise, giving it all they had in that place. And, you know, it was the last night. It was kind of open-ended, you know, praise till you want to quit. It was awesome, and we were right down there with them. And the some of the students, ours included, did something that I've never seen before. Maybe you have, but I had not. This is relevant, okay? I'm not just telling off on the students. This is important. Right in the altar at Tioga, right over there, they, made a, they got in a circle. A bunch of kids, a bunch of students got in a great big circle. And they would... They would take turns getting in the middle of the circle and having a praise break. One would get done, get out of the circle. Another would come in. Have a little praise break in the middle of the circle. Get back out. And all the while, whoever was in the circle, 
The other ones were cheering them on, praising with them, encouraging with them. And it looked like this, Sister Renita. Just watch them. They're going to get in a circle here in a minute. Watch this. There he goes. That was a warm-up. Here we go. Here we go. Come on. Come on. That's warfare praise. That's high praise. Here we go. Look at this. All right, so I, I know. All right, here we go. Some of you are thinking, were they in the spirit? Was that in the spirit, or was that just a crazy jumping? First of all, I don't know. All right, and I'm the youth pastor. Secondly, it's not my business or your business to judge. But here's the point. If they, well, let me tell you this. One more point and then another point, and Then I'll have a couple more points. Thank you. Did y'all hear that? Pastor said we get the point. I would rather them do that in the altar at Tioga than in a club, at a concert, at a sporting event. Oh, I want them praising Jesus. Stand with me. But here's the point that I want you to get. If they weren't in the spirit when they stepped into the circle, they were in the spirit when they walked out of the circle. Oh, because there's something about it. When you step into the presence of God and you give it your best in praise, God is going to show up and He is going to work on your behalf. I want to tell you, whether you feel like praising God or not, whether you feel like it's your day or not, if you just do a little bit to praise God, He'll do a whole lot to respond. Oh, come on, somebody. So this is what we're going to do. Y'all, come on. Come on. Come on. We're going to come down praising. But watch this. Hold on. I got just a word for you here. Hold on. If you'll come praising today, students, if you want to do a praise circle, do a praise circle. You do what you feel in the Holy Ghost. But I want to tell you something, church. Hold on. We're going to praise. If you will praise God today, whatever your circumstance is, whatever you brought in this place, I assure you, God will work on your behalf today through your praise. One last point. One last point I've got to give you. And then we're going to go. I want you to give it everything you got. All week since Sunday. I have not been able to get this out of my spirit. I felt it Sunday morning in prayer, and it's been all week. It is not God's will for you, if there's somebody here, for you to struggle in your mind. It is not His will for you to be afraid. 
It is not His will for you to be oppressed. It is not His will for you to be condemned. It is not His will for you to go around churning in your mind all the time. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. And God gave me a word. I am speaking a prophetic word. There is somebody here today, maybe more than one, if that is you in your mind, God says, I will heal you in your mind if you will praise me with your mouth. Are you ready, Grace Church? On the authority of the name of Jesus and in the power of the Holy Ghost, give God crazy praise. Show me. I wouldn't be a spectator right now. I wouldn't look around to see what somebody else is doing right now. I would give God my best praise. Hallelujah. Somebody's getting a hold of something right here. Somebody's getting a hold of something right here. Students, you do what you feel. Do what you feel. Take your liberty. Take your liberty. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. He is the God of the breakthrough. He's the God of the impossible. Yeah, that's it. Come on. Strongholds are coming down. Strongholds are broken right now. Come on in Jesus' name. That's it. Go. 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 Come on, adults, help me. Turn into praise. Shake off despair as I sing out your name. A victory dance. Yeah. I will dance out. Yeah. I will crush this opponent and break every chain. All of my fear I will turn into praise. Shake off despair as I sing out Come on, that's crazy praise. praise. A that's crazy praise. I will dance out and praise. I will crush this Hey. Hey. 
If you are not physically able to jump or dance, that's okay. God knows on the inside that your praise is welling up. Let it come out of your mouth. It can come out of your mouth. This praise out of your mouth. That's it. That's it. That's it. Come on, somebody.
Thank you, Jesus. This is what I want us to do. We're going to keep worshiping. We're going to keep praising. I know Lariah and Heston are on instruments. Stay right there. But I want the rest of the JV band to come up on the stage right now. Singers, too. That counts if, you're, if you've done some singing. Y'all, come on. Stay right here. All right, here's the deal. You're about to be, in just the coming weeks, you're going to be hearing a lot from our JV worship band. Amen. And I think you've seen that they don't just praise the Lord on their instruments. They know how to praise the Lord in church at the altar. But they're going to be leading us in worship a lot here coming soon. I want to pray a special anointing on them, a special favor. They will lead us in high praises on the sound of the of the guitar, the bass, the drum, the keyboard, singing from their voice. Would you stretch your hand this way and pray a special anointing? Receive it, young people, in the name of Jesus. Receive it, worship team, in the name of Jesus. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name right now. Right now, right now, right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, church. Spray it over and over right now. In Jesus' name. Come on, that's it. Go ahead and pray in tongues. Go ahead and pray in the spirit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead and pray in the spirit. There's an anointing coming upon you right now. There's an anointing coming upon you right now.